Hey, it's the official tapes. I'm Corey. This is the unofficial Grateful Dead radio program for the official releases. It's a radio program which airs on a bunch of radio stations around the globe and highlights the official releases from the band Beyond Description. Every so often, we like to crack into an interview, and topics can range from just about anything, including this discussion about personal hygiene. Now, something that's even more unique than personal hygiene mixed in with the topic of the Grateful Dead is actually going to be the guy that is discussing the new Grateful Dead deodorant line. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Corey. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate you having me on here today. Uh, my name is not really that important, but you can refer to me as the Deodorant King of Chicago. Who you should really be concerned about is my mother, Debbie Morin. She is 49% owner and the real true brain fan of the company. So the name of the company is North Coast Organics. Organics is plural. And we're based out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And again, I'm not the important person here. I'm just like, you know, the important person is behind the scenes. I'm just the clown. So Debbie Morin is who you should be focused on. But I'm here to answer Corey's questions and do it informatively. I love the jokes, man. I love the jokes, Corey. Like, we were supposed to launch at end of March, early April, was a music festival called Skull and Roses that happened on March or April 3rd, that Saturday or Friday or the second or whatever. But I was like, dude, I told this to my business partner, a.k.a. my mom, and I'm like, to let us drop this press release on April 1st for odd, odd reasons, right? Um, so that didn't happen. But yeah, Corey, what I love is when I love the snark. I love the snark, dude. I'm a snarky cat. I love the snark. And I love constructive criticism, but there's a lot of hate out there, man. I'm getting emails. Some guy called me a money grubbing crawfish, talked about hit 100 shows in his belt. And because I was a deadhead since 99, I never saw any shows. And I'm like, huh? Like, dude, do you understand that I'm writing checks to the band? Like, you buy merch on lot. You buy merch on lot. Like, someone complained about my capitalism. I'm like, dude, you buy merch on lot. That's capitalism. And no one no one in the band gets a cut of it, you know? So it's it's been mixed. But the heads that understand what I'm doing are showing a lot of love, man. A lot of love. Like you, Corey. And my origin story until we launched this Grateful Dead brand has always started in Jamaica. When I was 19, I moved to a Rastafarian community in rural Jamaica and they adopted me. And like, you hear all these people, I adopted a Jamaican family. I, didn't, I moved to a community, the, the Rastafarian elders, the oldest ones, the foundation Rasta, took me under his ring. Prison. And now I'm spreading the message to Ja Rastafari, you know, one love. And, you know, when Rasta wins, there's no more war. But, you know, so that's where I always thought my story started, Corey. And then, you know, for me in 1999, in front of the Grateful Dead House of 710 Ashbury, and I'm wearing my own tie-dye that I made myself. That's where my story began, Corey. I thought it was with the Rastafarian community, because that's what really spurred me to, to start taking action. But the consciousness is because of the Grateful Dead. What happened, Corey, is I was a lazy, cheap college student back in 2001 or whatever. I mean, I mean, I've done a little acid since then, so who knows, right? So, but what happened is I was using a product and I was using it the wrong way. So the deodorant was not working for me. I was just using it the wrong way, but 
being a cheap, lazy college student, I just stopped wearing deodorant. I love talking about myself, but I only talked about my faults, right? So I'm 31, I'm living in Chicago. I, up until that point, I mean, I've already ridden my bike from San Francisco to LA, right? I've already done a lot of bike stuff, but this there's a difference between a bike exerciser and a bike commuter. And a bike commuter means that you bike and there's no shower at the end. And there's been some really kind females in my life that never complained about the body odor. It had to be there, but I don't know. My dumb ass has got a first date of some heady ass girl that was just, I mean, the nicest, kindest person in the world. And I really wanted to take her out to dinner. Date went amazingly well. I mean, if you can't tell, I'm charming. I have a radio voice, but also have a TV face. So I got ghosted and I realized, well, this 27-year-old female was like, this 30-year-old one man stinks. I'm not going to even deal with him anymore. So I realized if I'm going to be a bike commuter, just on a bike exerciser, that I needed theater. There's deodorants that are just made for minerals and there's no other ingredient except for minerals. They're being mined in Asia. What you have to do is that the odor sticks to the mineral because that's how good the mineral is, is deodorizer. It deodorizes because it pulls out the odor. So what was happening is I was just using, rubbing it in my underarm and just letting it sit there. And the, the point being is that you're supposed to wipe down the top of that deodorant mineral in order so you don't stink and I wasn't doing that and so I kept putting it on and there was I kept smelling the deodorant and you know at first it did not smell at all but then it smelled like me that's how good the deodorant is because it's a like a magnet I did not understand that and being a cheap lazy college student right but I understand that now I've actually understood that about like six years ago I started a company eight years ago I understood this six years ago and these companies that do that same deodorant are the biggest natural deodorant companies in the world and they're the best at it. They, they are the best. And if you're buying these kind of deodorants, please just wipe off the top and keep using that deodorant because it's the best on the market. The first deodorant that I made, so like I Googled DOI deodorant recipe, right? And there was a blog that was amazing that had that recipe and there's like 400 comments. So then I went to some sources of information that I had on my bookshelf, Corey. You know, like when I do research, I like to go to my bookshelf first. I don't like to Google. I like to go to my bookshelf. And so I went to my bookshelf and, well, there was a book on, that was written by a medical doctor that's also a PhD about Ayurveda and a bunch of other stuff. But the most important thing I just said there, he went to medical school in America and wrote about some Eastern stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm Western, I want a medical degree, like, behind some stuff I hear, right? So, and everyone out there should, I mean, make everyone make their own choices or whatever, but medical degrees are, you know, you listen to someone on YouTube with a high school dropout, I'm sorry about you. But, so, in this book, I looked at what prevents perspiration, and I found out what encourages perspiration, like tea tree, juniper, chamomile, encourage perspiration, but then they also had a section what did not encourage perspiration that actually made perspiration go away. Lavender, cypress, rosemary. And then I put a little lemon in there because I wanted some of the antibacterial qualities of tea tree. And so the first recipe was just the basic, you know, coconut oil, 
arrowroot, some baking soda, and then these essential oils. That was the recipe for that I was using just by myself for like four months. One of my homegirls, I was sending her dinner, and she goes, dude, you need to sell this. Like, and she went through the entrepreneurial program at Ball State. I'm just going to call her up by her nickname, Strange. Strange, if you listen to this, love you, girl. You know what you did for me. And we still, I just talked to you like 10 minutes ago. So we're all, you know. She encouraged me. She's like, Nate, dude, like, you don't understand what's going on right now in the national deodorant world, right? And, like, she really schooled me on some stuff. And my buddy, Hetty, that's his nickname, Hetty, and he, his friends, um, I was down in Broad Ripple, Indianapolis, at Pump Slash Shot. We're in the patio, and there's a Grateful Dead cover band playing and set break, and we get talking. And those cats run, uh, were running had started doing like natural laundry soap and some other stuff. I got did. I would kill a deodorant recipe. You should just, you know, I'll give you the recipe and you guys are going to make a million dollars. Because I had a, I, for the first time, Corey, in Chicago, I had the working life I wanted. You know, award-winning anthropologist, I'm carny, yada, 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 yada. I'm not going to bore you with what I was doing in Chicago, but I was very happy, very happy with my working life. And I thought that was going to be my future. And then they go, why don't you make it for us? I looked at my bank account and I was about to go travel for six months. Like usually my, all through my twenties, the minute I get a, few, a little bit of money, then I go travel and then figure out the rest and then just recycle, you know, and just keep doing that. And so I was about to go travel again. And I'm like, wait, 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 Nate, you just turned like 31, man. Is it time for a new adventure? I'm like, yeah. So what is it about you like traveling, adventuring? But if you start a new business, that's like an adventure too, right? Uh, I was like, okay. And so um, whenever you set up a business in America, you have a lot of rules to follow. And actually, they're very little rules. I mean, this isn't, you know, some other countries, yada, yada. In America, you have federal laws about starting a business, very loose. And then you have your state. Then you have your county. Then you have your city, right? In Chicago, there was a law. Well, I ran into city. And the city law I ran into was that if you want to do something commercially, that you cannot make it out of a residentially zoned place. I was wanting to do this out of my apartment. And here's the thing, though, Corey. I thought it was a great area because all my competition in Chicago at the time, and some of these brands still exist, they make it out of their homes. And so I thought it was a great area, right? But I want to do things the proper way. So plan B, right? I mean, I'm a deadhead, but come on. When you go on tour, all things are going to kind of happen. So you got to go all kinds of plans and stuff. So I've always had this mentality of, like, backup things and then also, you know, Girlfriends, cops, yada, yada. You got to have a story, you know, yada, yada. So, you, gotta, you know, so I had looked up, you know, laws in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they're pretty loose about a home-based business, like what I wanted to do. The reason why Fort Wayne is what it is is because we had a lot of, lot of raw goods. We were turning into finished products, and then we had the Erie Canal to put them on the Great Lakes to get them outside the world, right? So I love being part of a new wave manufacturing edition. And the only thing I've changed about all of this 
is our ingredients. Like what they were doing back in the day is pretty similar to what I'm doing now, man. Whether building tractors or candy or whatever, I'm part of the same tradition in Fort Wayne, man. Feels pretty cool. We launched at the original scent. My very first product ever, my very first deodorant was Death by Lavender. It had a skull on it because I'm a deadhead. Skull and roses, man. It's That was what turned me into a deadhead. That was what caused me to do that pilgrimage to San Francisco that you see on the website. I reached out to Grateful Dead. So there's a whole licensing program, right? That I was like, you know what? I'm going to find out how I can get a deal with the Grateful Dead. Well, here's the thing, man. And so I was so nervous, man. Because so I emailed in crickets, crickets, crickets. And then, you know, close to the end of the year, I finally circled back, sent them an email. Crickets, crickets. But they're busy people, man. And then they're also the properly paid people. So, like, at a certain time in December, they're, like, off for, like, three weeks, right? You know? I mean, they're well taken care of there. So it was, like, in January... The person that responded to me said, I love Schmidt's deodorant. Send us some samples. And I go, I know Jamie Schmitz. I'm so happy for her. But what I was nervous about, because Jamie's deodorant is amazing, but Jamie had the production capacity to meet the demand that Warner wanted, right? There weren't Tom's Domain, love Tom's Domain, but they're a little older now. They weren't native, but Jamie was doing it just like we were. And why didn't and Jamie end up working with uh, Justin Bieber, by the way? Um, but why? And so when they first did with big fans of Schmitz, I was like, oh, they're not going to work with us because Jamie was doing something better than we can even do. man. I love Jamie. I love what she did with her company. and I love her recipes. And the Grateful Dead should have worked with Schmitz, man. I mean, not I mean, I mean, Warner, sorry, you should have worked with Schmitz. Sorry, you got a contract now, but you should have worked with Schmitz. And. And so I was very surprised, you know, when they mentioned Schmitz, that the gatekeepers were users of Schmitz already. And I'm like, you're not users of North Coast. You, if you're users of Schmitz, you should probably know who North Coast is. And you probably do. And the fact that you probably know who we are and you still use Schmitz, well, I mean, customer's always right in that sense. So, you know, I sent them some samples, man. I, you know, that was, they were very skeptical and they used the deodorant and they go, we want to talk to you now. What we're doing right now is for the mainstream, our first five cents, you know, everything. By July and August, you're going to see this in your Whole Foods. You're going to see it at your local cops. And if things go very well, you're going to see it at your local, well, I don't want to say local, but you might see your big box stores. At a certain point, you know, we're going to be in these store shelves. Right now, we're just online only. It's not going to be for $19.99 like on the website. It's going to be for $14.99. And once we hit... Once we hit the big box stores, eleven ninety nine, and there's a machine made deodorant made being made abroad that is all the rage right now for eleven ninety nine, and we're gonna be able to put a Grateful Dead product with my recipes, my brain, my everything right there. So unscented, pretty straightforward. Uh, the basic ingredients are 100% organic coconut oil that is uh, being centrifuged, so it's raw until we heat it up with the carnauba wax. And we use 95% organic carnauba wax, we use 95% organic shea butter, 100% organic arrowroot powder, and then natural baking soda coming out of the ground in, or in Colorado. 
So that's unscented. And now the differences between the other ones are the organic essential oils we put in there. Timber is self-explanatory. Uh, someone on um, a GD uh, subreddit was like, it should be, timber should be for fish, obviously. And someone's like, it reminds me of timbers of Venario. And I'm like, exactly it. So that's a really fresh, clean smell. Working man's dad is a like um, a working man's is a very heavy must smell. Must smells are coming back around. The ones that are the ones I really want to talk about besides those three are the first two. Skull and Roses, man, my very first product ever. My very first deodorant was Death by Lavender. So we took that scent and we added rose to it. The Sunshine is a heavy blood orange scent, and when I got blood orange essential oil in. Like five years ago, I got, I need to do something with this because that's amazing. And then all these blood orange beers started coming out and yada, yada. I love it, dude. I love that scent so much. So, yeah, those two are, and then the unscented is really cool because uh, there's no essential oils there, yada, yada. I hate to talk about my brand. I mean, F my brand. You know how many cool brands are out there? Look for the certified B Corp and then look for the USDA organic seal. Look, then look for a vegan. If you have all three, buy that brand, man. Or you just have the certified B Corp, buy that brand. You know, don't buy my brand. I don't care about my brand. I care about kicking off the conventional units from the shelf, man. And so the only way we're going to get that is cooperation. So I love this because we use whole ingredients. There's other deodorant brands claim natural, and they're not lying at all. But they're marketing. But our deodorant's a little different. They're multi-ingredient deodorant that starts with... 100% organic coconut oil. So we we take it to like, imagine like a car, Corey. Okay, so like the deodorant I'm talking, the, like the tile solid deodorant I'm talking about, it's an engine, right? Like the, the um, like the ones I had, like I used way back in the day, that's an engine. But there was not never a car around it, right? So what I've done is I've created the engine and my engine is coconut oil. And then I've created the whole car around it. Like, I mean, even in cars, even in buses, even in airplanes, it's just not the wheels. It's just not the engine. It's everything, right? So what I've done is instead of doing a single ingredient, just having the engine, which is amazing. I mean, you need the engine. I mean, the cars, airplanes don't work without the engine. But I, mean, I like to be in style. I mean, like Beamers and Benzies and, you know, some whips and, you know, whatever, you know. So that's what I did is I took more ingredients and put them into the product just not to fill out the product. Like a lot of people just put ingredients in there because they need fillers, right? No, every single ingredient that's in my deodorant is a deodorizer. The heads that understand what I'm doing are showing a lot of love, man. A lot of love. Like you, Corey. You know, you show me a lot of love right now and I really respect you for that. And these heads out there, you know, if you have something that you don't like about the line, just say it in a nice way and I'll improve it. But if you're just gonna attack me, like someone's like, you know, I'm so I'm so upset this is a, this isn't a plastic-free line. If you just said, if you just said, do you have any plans to go plastic-free? Then I would have told you the whole the whole program we have to go plastic-free, you know. But instead, you're telling me what to do. And I don't like that, man. And I thought I had a safe community, like. Corey, I mean, you've been in a lot of dead shows. You can be your authentic self without any filter. Like you can say, Jerry's the best ever. You can't say that at work, you know? And then, then maybe if you have a family at house, they're like, shut off, you know? So 
I found safe spaces in the Grateful Dead community. I'm a little older. When these kids started talking about safe spaces, I was kind of like, huh? And then when the community started attacking me, I realized what a safe space I had. Because when I'm on Deadlot in my booth, my friend Shannon, talking about her all the time, she goes, I love going to shows with you when you run your booth because this is 100% Nathan. She means fairly well. I was on the news in Chicago because I was on Lot, you know? I don't have to filter myself. I can be 100% Nathan. And so my company that I learned from the dead do it the right way.